Hello, and welcome to Gavin with Gut. I'm Gut, long-time MechWarrior online player and competitor and member of the unit Steel Jaguar. This is the first in what will hopefully be many episodes where I, Gut, and my co-host RSI bring on various unit leaders, community members, and competitors to talk about life, liberty, and mechs, and maybe some other games too. Though it is Ares right, Ares? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I am RSI, that is the correct pronunciation, many people get it wrong. I am another member of Steel Jaguar, but I'm a long-time carrier of Clamwolf International before that. You may not recognize me in-game, but you've probably seen my grasshopper almost non-stop during the MechWarrior Online World Championship qualifiers on Canyon. What can I say? I like lasers and laser accessories. So we play this big snoppy robot game called MechWarrior Online, and uh, I had a match recently. I don't usually play lights, but uh, since our part of the tournament ended, I uh, took one on River City. And I hardly ever see an LBX-40 Direwell either, a big stompy robot that's even larger. About a quarter of a second later, I'm dead, and I have not laughed that hard in quite a long time. You have any any uh, fun adventures in game recently, Aries? Um, let's see. Fun? No, not really. <laughs> we had a decent match tonight, and we took a Lerm Jaeger in one of the matches, which didn't work out the way we wanted it to. No, it didn't. <laughs> Anyway, the state of the game, where we talk about what state the game is in. Is it in Kentucky? Aries, is it in Kentucky? No, only Rand Paul's in Kentucky. <laughs> well, I think that the game's in a pretty good state right now. You know, you can brawl if you do it as a lot of people. You can laser build. Pop sniping has its place, and comp play especially. Especially with the Hunchback 2Cs. And uh, auto cannons reign supreme, especially on the Kodiak 3. Uh, what do you think about the state of the game currently? I mean, I personally love it, and I'm pretty apprehensive about the upcoming changes when it comes to balance, because right now, and what we saw in the World Championship Series, is almost every type of playstyle is viable right now. You can do pop targeting, you can do brawling. You can do mid-range pushing with, like, LPLs. You can do... Well, you can't really do missiles. Uh, but uh, pretty much every single play tactic is viable at the current moment. And, you know, right now it's increasing the diversity in competitive play. Because now if one team takes a Brawl deck, which is a pretty decent counter to a ER Large sniping deck, that ER Large team now has to play really good to defeat that Brawl deck pushing them. And so I think it's fascinating. I like the, the balance where it's currently at. And what do you think is, uh, among the upcoming changes, what do you think is going to really throw off the balance? Throwing off the balance? Hmm. Uh, well, I'd say energy draw, but that got postponed, so I'm not quite sure now. Maybe uh, the upcoming inevitable nerf to the nipple summoner. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Do you think the Kodiak's ever going to be nerfed? Um, eventually. All right. Well... We're going to get into our first guest interrogation. Please welcome our first guest ever, Bandit B17. Hello, Bandit. Do you have any shout outs before your interrogation begins? I brought the water boiling supplies. <laughs> shout outs, huh? Uh, well, I got to give a shout out to the other guy, MDM Zero, who's, of course been going through all of this with me for the past couple of years here so he doesn't get enough love that's about it everybody else sucks <laughs> even your own team they're all right i just <laughs> yell at him a lot 
Excellent. Well, we have a list of, uh, I think, 10 questions today to go through with Bandit. Are you oh, ready for your first question? This is an interrogation? Absolutely. Do I have a choice? You do not have a choice, sir. All right, then. You're locked in. Excellent. Number one. How long have you been playing MechWarrior Online, and have you ever taken a break? Well, I remember uh, when they first announced that there was going to be another MechWarrior game. Uh, I signed up with my reserving my pilot name on that initial splash page, followed Brian Ekman on Twitter, super stoked about it. And then uh, when that first trailer came out, the, uh, the one in the Unreal Engine, I was all over that. So I uh, I did follow through and then ended up playing in beta for a while, but uh, kind of fell out of it pretty quickly, mostly because none of my friends were playing. I couldn't really get them interested in the game. And uh, so there was a long stretch where I did not play, but I came back right during the Pop-Tart era, which I'm sure you guys are very appreciative of. One of my favorites, of course. Cat in the Cataphract 3D. That's where I had to relearn the game. Uh, I got myself into a Shadowhawk and stuff like that and had a grand old time. But uh, that's where I started. Joined uh, joined up with the Marine Mechs. They taught me the basics, how to survive and everything like that. And then out of nowhere, I became Drop Commander. And then here we are, casting matches and playing in Div B. Woo! Well, the second question is, very unlike the first. Number two, what is your favorite food or beverage? Oh, dear Lord. Favorite? <laughs> well, I do like a good Bloody Mary. I try to have one everywhere I go, and I will probably have one at MechCon. Do you but... have it on stream often? No, because uh, I'm a little bit too lazy to make them, and it's just not the same when you just get the mix, you know? But... Uh... I like it, you know, I like seeing what other people can do with it. It's one of those drinks where every single person makes it differently, and it always tastes a little bit different between each one. And it's good for breakfast, too. Kind of like a good old Long Island iced tea. Exactly. I actually met up with one of my teammates uh, just the other day. Uh, we kind of met halfway or so and just had some Bloody Marys. It's like, hell yeah. And, of course, they had a lot of really awesome appetizers stuck in there, too, so I didn't even have to eat lunch. Google Sobelman's. It's amazing. Sounds great. Aries, why don't you take the next one? All right, next question, which may or may not be used against you in court. What is your MechWarrior slash Battletech history? Oh, I never played tabletop. I really regret that. I didn't even know it existed for a majority of my lifetime, unfortunately. Um, I did start with MechWarrior 2 on the PC. Excellent uh, game. Fell in yes. love with that. I, ever since seeing that initial opening sequence, you know, of that Timberwolf marching through Canyon and uh, blasting that summoner out of the sky with PPCs and using up his ammunition from his machine guns and all that jazz that was just it stuck with me so long i loved that game so much played through the expansions as well ghost bear legacy and of course mercenaries loved them all did play mech warrior 3 as well i 
had the opportunity to go back on emulators and go back and play the original MechWarrior games as well uh, for like SNES and stuff like that. Are so emulators was... still a thing? Emulators? Yeah, are they still around? Oh yeah, definitely. There's I like think you can find an emulator for almost anything. Yeah, there's emulators for everything nowadays. In- including I was playing new Majora's stuff, Mask like... the other day. Yeah, including new stuff though, like uh, Dolphin. I think does Wii. Oh, nice. I'll have to look into that. Not that I uh, condone here on uh, Gavin with gut. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I love everything MechWare except I was a little offended when MechAssault came out. I know some people liked it, but there was just something about blowing up buildings and running over power-ups that just felt so wrong to me. You don't like Quake with mechs? Nope. And so <laughs> I... I felt like they were ruining the franchise, yada, yada, yada. didn't support it at all and stuff. And, uh, you know, some people said it was a pretty fun game. I did pick up Living Legends for a short time and found that I just could not beat people. (laughs) You know, they'd be flying through the air in their little elemental suits or whatever, kicking my ass. There's a big learning curve on that one, yeah? There was quite a learning curve on that for sure. But when I played it, it was still really fresh and kind of broken. I don't know the state it's in now, but I did hear that they just did an update or somebody picked it up again and did an update. I might go dabble a little bit. Yep, I was just about to mention, like, uh, I think it was Clan Jade Wolf sort of picked up where the MW Living Legends uh, devs left off, but they released a new patch. They fixed a lot of bugs and fixes. They changed some of the balance with some of their loadouts and... I got a chance to play it recently, just over this past week, and so far from what I played in there, I've I've quite liked it. There's full servers of 30 players. I mean, not many of them, but there was definitely a resurgence in popularity that I haven't seen since the uh, since MechWarrior Online came out, and it was really great seeing that. So I'd highly recommend it if you're ever interested in trying that out again. That might be nice for a little change of pace. Oh yeah. Bandit, follow up to the same question: Did you ever play in the BattleTech pods? Uh, I did once. I don't remember much about it. I want to say they were, it was like MechWarrior 4 based pod. And it was like a Solaris Arena. So I think it was Mech 4 Mercenaries or something. I remember it being a Solaris Arena, but it was obscenely expensive. And I was pretty young, so I didn't really appreciate what I was doing. Uh, but I know I had fun with it. It's just I wish those things were a little bit more affordable. I was kind of young with them, too, and it was, what, $8, $10 for a, a five-minute yeah. game? Holy crap. Yeah. It reminds it was, me of, the, like, the flight simulators at the museum and stuff. They're, you know, it's a little little cheesy in that it's not as in-depth as just sitting in front of your PC, and you have to pay out the ass for it. For I, with I inflation, like that's like $10,000 nowadays. <laughs> I loved it though, man. I uh, I still have my printouts. I still have my card from the company that made them for my uh, my pilot card. I think it was really cool. And the last follow up question for this one: Do you read any of the novels? I did. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I it was a long time ago. Um, you know, I was probably a teenager when I was reading them or something. But uh, I enjoyed a lot of them. And I know that, fun fact, I did intend on naming my firstborn Aiden, 
after Mr. Aiden Pride. But uh, after realizing that it was like in the top five boy names when I had my son, uh, I decided screw that. (laughs) <laughs> because they didn't they weren't doing it for the right reasons so i'm not gonna make it seem like i'm just following along so yeah, remember it's the blood name that matters exactly what's your blood name rsi uh Krinsky. awesome i think i have only an official unofficial sjr blood name of festickers uh, <laughs> you're a proud member of the butts blood heritage indeed I think we're ready to move on to question four, 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 four. All right, so kind of going back into the realm of the non-virtual world or the virtual world, depending if you want to say something about an eSport team, but what's your favorite sports team? Uh, Green Bay Packers, 100%. Um, kind of a rough season right now, but I am diehard fan, in and out, watch every game. The football Americano, eh? Absolutely. Uh, I sure do love the pack, don't you know? Are you, do you wear the cheese? I do not have a cheese head. Uh, my son does. I don't. You don't but, steal it uh, from him and put it on during games? No, no. But I do have uh, a custom-made jersey that we got in my one and only time at Lambeau Field. Actually, technically, I went there twice in like a week, but it was just to the store. Yeah, I never that- got a chance to see a live professional sporting event i need to do that sometime i was shocked with how small the field is like i'm used to you know miller park brewers stadium Uh, it's such a huge place you can barely see the people across the way but you know in lambeau field you can see everybody it's a it's very condensed it's a small field and they could still fit sixty thousand people in there though it's impressive it gets loud it gets very loud that's why those players have to wear the uh, special helmets, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. It's not because they're avoiding uh, concussions. It's because they don't want to hear the crowd. Well, it was kind of cool. We went for a family night practice. Uh, I've never actually been to a game, but we went to a, a practice. And uh, during one of the uh, the kicker practice where they kept moving further and further back down to like 60 yard line and stuff like that, or not 60 yard line, Jesus Christ, but 60 yard kicks and everything (laughs) they had, since they're all Packers fans, this this is a practice and it's sold out. Like that's how much we love our team. And, uh, they had everybody start just screaming as loud as possible. And so, you know, when, you, when you've when you got sports teams and stuff, it can get pretty loud in there, but usually you got one team that's kind of staying quiet, or one team's fans that are staying more quiet, and one team's that are being really, really loud to try and screw up the other team. But when you got 60,000 people screaming as loud as they can at the kicker who's trying to, like, nail some super long thing, like, it gets really, really loud. Like, I, I'm sure it would have put, like, Seahawks Stadium to, to shame. That's awesome. I'm a big Kentucky Wildcat fan for as far as college basketball goes, and I know they sell out their practices before the season as well to see all the new players for the one-and-done season. It's it was definitely kind of a fantastic experience for sure. Excellent. Number five, five, five. What is your favorite mech to play and why? Well, right now, uh, I would say it'd have to be the Warhammer 6D for large pulse build. Uh, it's just, it's nimble, uh, it's deadly, it has a decent alpha when needed, um, but it's got really good sustainability, very good heat, awesome pinpoint, 
uh, especially in, you know, in pug matches and stuff, you, you know, if it's one of those mechs where if I'm not breaking 800, I'm doing something wrong, you know? I was about to say, that sounds like an excellent pug game mech. Absolutely. I mean, I have taken it into some comp matches, but you start to see its faults a little bit in comp play. Uh, it still has its place, though. But, um, you know, in comp play, you see a lot more of the airside builds with the 5 ER larges and stuff, which, you know, it could work in pug play, but it's not designed for that. It's more meant for um, that pinpoint and then ducking kind of play style, getting the high elf out and then uh, ducking down. Letting and actually having some the heat. time to go back and, and recharge. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, going back to what I was saying earlier, when it came to balance, like, the LPL and medium lasers, those builds, they may have fallen a little bit out of flavor for DACA, but I think everyone just kind of hardcore switched over to DACA with the Kodiak 3. The LPL meads, they never really died out. Like, if you take those, whether it's a Black Knight, a Grasshopper, a Warhammer, like any of those builds, they are still incredibly deadly mechs. So, Absolutely. like, I've been running those recently as well, and I'm just like, wow, I forgot how good this thing is. Very valid still. It's just that. That one little Kodiak keeps overpowering things, you know? Mm, exactly. <laughs> I do, and just to add to that, I do really like where the balance is right now. I just think they need to touch on a couple uh, overperforming mechs. But I, I've been pretty tickled with just the amount of different strategies that can come out from different decks and stuff like that and still be viable at this point. I think the balance is probably in one of the best places it's ever been. Besides a few outliers. You know what doesn't tickle? The Kodiak. <laughs> What's your guys' highest damage in the Kodiak? I think my highest is 1,400 in a pug match. I, yeah. I kind of actually avoid playing it. I just feel really dirty. <laughs> I took it out today, and my team did 100 apiece, and I still did 800-some. It's like, this is wrong. This is just so wrong. If you're not getting, again, over 800 in the Kodiak, you either got focused immediately or you were doing something wrong. Exactly. See, mine was uh, a little bit over 2,000. Oh, wait, you were talking about the Kodiak? That was that was a summoner. <laughs> I actually don't have Kodiaks. They're fun, man. I recommend getting them while they're good, while they're pre-nerfed. Buy the pre-nerf Kodiak. Well, why don't Yours you buy it? Because that's, that, you know as soon as you buy it, they're going to nerf it. So if you keep holding out, it's never going to get nerfed. That's a good point. <laughs> I really need to make a sacrifice for the community here. All right. All right. So PGI is just looking at your Aries account, waiting mm -hmm. for him to buy them. <laughs> all right. Question six. six Another six. Off, the, uh, off the mech path question. Who did you vote for in the American election, and why? Oh no, I'm out. <laughs> I wrote in the magician. Nice. I I uh, I voted for third party, so we're all losers today. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, that, that's I think a good there's definitely answer. no winners in this election. <laughs> that's a good answer. All right, moving on, Aries. All right, so question number seven. And I think uh, you can probably answer this with two different perspectives and contexts. Hmm. What feature would you most want PGI to add in MechWarrior Online? API. 100%. Boom. There we got it. From a, It's actually th kind of three perspectives. From a player slash team leader, from a commentator, and from a league administrator. 
I think API would be fantastic for third-party leads leagues. I think it would have a lot of uh, potential just in terms of even if they add it for public queue and stuff like that too. Uh, if they, so, if it was a global ad, if done right, I think it has a lot of potential. And I've been preaching it up and down, um, and I really hope that they they take a good look at it and then they implement it properly. Uh, you look at a lot of these other games um, that that does have some sort of API or parsing or something like that, and there's just so much you can do. Uh, I think back to imagine if NBT had access to API, the amount of fine-grained things they can do, like, hey, your arm got blown off in that match. You're going to have to pay to repair it, stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just going to add so much depth. Uh, then I look at MWA, um, you know, uh, Silken had a little bit of a test season in that 1v1 thing, and and a big focus of that was on the player cards. How, you know, so you can track your favorite players and see what their damage is and kill-death ratio, win-loss ratio, and all that stuff. And that's great, but uh, the number one thing that I saw from my perspective that was the issue is players forgetting to take screenshots or submit their screenshots, and that completely nullifies the purpose of the entire thing but if all that data was accessible on a website immediately after the match is over you could have stuff like that where you could be like look here's your leaderboards we just made this leaderboard based on this and uh the the tools in the hands of the right developers just can go so far and so from an mrbc standpoint imagine never having to submit screenshots ever again and we can do just so much more with it and and really start tracking how teams are doing and maybe even have new bonuses and stuff implemented for for a lot more of that fine-grained uh, That happenings. would uh, certainly add a lot of depth to what you could talk about while uh, shoutcasting as well. Think about how all of the baseball teams, the announcers, bring up stats from like exactly. 17 years ago, you know? Exactly. And if, it, if especially if, you know, there was no delay or a very little delay on that data, we could be bringing up stats from the previous match immediately after the drop happens. It just adds to the analysis that much more. And I really think that it would be, it would add a, a new uh, spice, I guess, to the competitive scene uh, that I think would get people uh, excited again. But then even still on the solo queue side of things and, you know, just the pug queue in general, um, you know, I'm I'm personally in favor of just scrapping CW and then letting the third party league handle something like that, like NBT or or something similar. You know, give the people the tools and they're going to come up with something amazing. Yeah, definitely agree there. Would you say like if uh, if PGI implemented some form of a competitive mode, if that might be a feasible way of them implementing some form of API, like on a smaller scale, just for like one section of the game? I would love to see them just do it globally. I mean, if they're going to go through the effort to do it, do it in its entirety. Make every single match recorded in some fashion. And it would be even great to have replay system. I know a lot of people ask for that, but that's that might be outside of the the ability of the current engine. And, of course, that's a whole other issue. But just about stat say, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever heard of a game with CryEngine that does it, but it's possible. I think there are CryEngine games out there, but I think they have newer versions of the engine currently that can do it. So I think it, it from what they were saying in the town halls and stuff, probably going to require some sort of engine upgrade and uh, a lot more focus on that specific aspect of it. Replay would be fantastic. 
Uh, but at the very least, just the number crunching guys would cream themselves over the ability to have fine grained information, like even down to who killed who at what time. You know, you can do so much with that information. Or even something like, oh, man, he overheated. Oh, man, his his heat sinks were blown out. We didn't even notice that by the little exactly. doll readout. And especially with uh, league administration, if we have restrictions on certain types of mechs, especially with, uh, like, currently we don't allow the hero omnipods in MRBC Season 8, it's going to be hard to enforce that unless a team calls them out and has video evidence of it. But if the match is recorded, you could see the exact builds of the mechs that were in use, including the omnipods that were equipped, and down to what consumables they were using. All of that information adds up to really getting into the minds of not only the pilots, but the um, the drop commanders and the people building the decks. And that's all very relevant to this game. So question 7.5, what do you think the announcement at Metcon is going to be? Well, I'm sure they're going to show that new game mode that they've been talking about, uh, the asymmetrical game mode. I would be surprised if they don't show I'm that. I'm excited. So I'm hoping that that's going to be good. I think asymmetrical can work as long as it's not choke point weight warfare like CW maps are currently. So I'm excited. If it is successful, maybe they can expand faction warfare to use more of the um, the the regular maps in an asymmetrical mode. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I hate, hate, hate choke point warfare. It is the most boring thing in MWO, in my opinion. So I, that's one of the driving reasons that I do not play faction warfare currently. Uh, other than that, <sighs> sky's the limit, man. I mean, they, they could throw a complete curveball at us, or they could announce faction warfare phase four, for all we know. Sing, um, sing, single player out tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god that would be pretty i know they've been working on ai and stuff i mean another cool game mode that might be a little cheesy might not be i don't know but more like a moba style with uh ai tanks that just slowly roll towards each other and shoot at each other and you have to push the towers or something like that i mean that can, that might be fun it may who knows how hard could it possibly be to implement I don't know. Old, old school uh battlefield um Battlefield Commander version as well would be cool. You can see everything going on and actually in real time. And I know that you would can kind cool, of do yeah. that, but that would have, have kind of been the league. Is that Battlefield Two that had like the commander sitting in the? Is that what you're talking about? Where yeah, the, where the, you can like actually drop and stuff, stuff and call strikes and, yeah. and and see where everybody is and tell them to go places pretty easily. Yeah, that that certainly would be interesting. I think uh, it it is a little tough that you don't have fog of war though. It would have to be like like map only, I guess, and you know. But I'm sure they could do something like that. But I'd like to see them play with it. It would be really nice to see them add a little bit more spice. Well, speaking of baseball stats and Sir Harry Carey, if the moon were made of spare ribs, would you eat it? Because I know I would. Is this an inside joke? This is an old SNL Saturday Night Live question from Will Ferrell, and it's our eighth question for today. Um, I would definitely eat it, I guess. You carnivore, how dare you? Uh-huh. <laughs> I know I would. I'd probably have seconds. Wash it down with a nice ice-cold Budweiser. <laughs> this is way over my head. Anyway, we'll go on to number nine, RSI. Number nine. 
What do you think of your underscore into your favorite NWO subject there? I think you're supposed to say something for that. Oh, I am? Oh, okay, darn. It's, um, a, it's a variable. What do you think uh, well, what, well, the first question would be... One. What is your favorite MWO subject? My favorite com- competitive play, I would say. And, and what do you think of the state of competitive play? What do I think of the state of competitive play? Well, uh, I was very encouraged to see that we had uh, record team signups this season in MRBC. Obviously, it is a little bit more uh, loaded on the lower end because there's a lot of new, fresh teams that were, uh, I guess, given a baptism by fire in the world championship, and they felt like they wanted to stick around, and that's very encouraging to me. Uh, I'd like to see those teams grow. I've always been about uh, wanting the uh, lower, newer teams get to get better because you really need a strong base, otherwise the top end can fall apart. And I think we've seen that a little bit in Div A where it's gotten very thin in certain aspects. I'd like to see them come back from their, taking their breaks and come back stronger than ever. That'd be fantastic. But if you don't have pilots kind of uh, growing from the bottom up, you know, you're going to kind of dry out at the top end. And so to keep it healthy, got to keep people interested. So I think we're in a good place right now. It's a little bit of a growing uh, period, but uh, PGI can definitely help us with that, with both coverage to bring some of those people that in that didn't even know that we had a comp scene, um, but also bring people to the game. And uh, hopefully they can do us a solid in that regard. And speaking of up-and-comers, what are some teams to watch that might be bumping up to uh, new divisions going even higher in the coming seasons? Ooh, well, uh, we are only, of course, halfway through the season, but you can start to get uh, a little bit of a of an idea of who's out there. Um, Storm Panda obviously have reformed. There's a lot of older guys in there, but they've picked up a lot of new pilots that have come from uh, lower teams. So uh, they've. I think they're in a pretty good place, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, move up to Division A next season. Uh, Isengrim, of course, and Div C, they decided they wanted to win Div C this season to prove it. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're, of course, the team to beat in Div C, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them move up next season either. Uh, Kong seems to be completely wrecking face in Div D. Uh, They definitely belong higher up in that list for sure. Um, They're just, nobody can beat them right now. Um, Ace is wild. They are definitely an older team as well, but came to play for sure in Division E1. I think they actually got relegated down Division E1, but they're going to move themselves right back up again. Um, the Cadre is one of those teams that were was in the World Championship, and they were very excited to be there. They didn't necessarily do that well, uh, but in talks with their leader, uh, Jemima, she's really awesome. Um, you is got she them somebody's these... aunt? Tell me she's somebody's <laughs> aunt. <laughs> she is, I believe, German. I don't know about her family situation. Sweet. Uh, but she is very sweet. She's awesome. It, that is pretty funny. That was very sweet. Uh, but she is an awesome person. And uh, I was very happy to see that they were enthusiastic about starting in MRBC. And they've come in strong. And they are they are only in second place right now. But they've only lost two drops so far. And that's um, definitely uh, promising. And I, I'm going to be watching them for sure. Uh, see how well they do. Now, the World Championships, was that the Cadre's first foray into competitive play altogether? I think so. I don't think any of those guys, maybe a couple of them have, but 
Um, I think this is their first uh, go at it. And uh, there's a couple teams that are like that too, like Steel. Steel actually fielded two teams, the, and I think Ch- World Championship was their first. They're actually um, a combo team from the Steiner house. It, you know, sometimes I forget that there's all these houses have these giant team speaks where everyone just kind of mulls around together. They still have their individual identities, but they still go and play with each other all the time. And Steel is Steiner Company or something like that. and uh, Or Steiner Legion or whatever. But that's it's cool, though, because they're, you know, it's just cool to see them play. They did well in the tournament, uh, you know, kind of in that mid-range. And I think that was the first go at it, too. And they're not winning their division, but they're playing strong. And for just coming out of nowhere, that's always fun. Sounds it's like always- they caught the bug a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed, it's always exciting to see new teams come in, new blood come in, and especially when they're doing very well and more teams hear of them and they move up and even more teams hear of them. It's, it's really exciting. Now, I've actually got a personal question. Well, not personal, it's like towards you, but personal in terms of like your position in the MechWare Online community, uh, managing stuff with MRBC, being one of the top casters. Uh, hypothetically speaking, I know this is brought up. I think a couple of years ago, but in terms of competitive play, what would your feelings be on maybe the community doing some form of branching out where instead of like a dedicated league for teams, you would have more of a draft-based league where all the competitive players have different teams that they can be pulled to between seasons and basically having different teams each season competing against each other? That certainly would be interesting, in my opinion. Uh... I've heard some people talking about that. The logistics to pull that off would be huge. Um, and I think the API could definitely yep, help I was with just that. that. Um, you know, if you could add value, I guess, to the players that you're drafting more so than just, uh, oh, I know this guy's really good. We should pick him up kind of thing. If you could actually show something about that pilot, um, I think it would really make it more interesting to the point where people might actually sit there and watch the draft. You know, who knows? Sky's the limit. But I think it would be very interesting to to see if somebody can uh, undertake that. And I know that MRBC, um, you know, obviously the biggest league right now in MechWare Online, but uh, Doyle and uh, Shell, who's Doyle's girlfriend, they... Um, made a big effort into trying to turn MRBC into uh, a p- potential launching grounds for other leagues. So the MechWarrior Arena was kind of brought under the banner. You know, it was on the MRBC site. They were able to use the MRBC infrastructure and all that stuff, but technically they weren't really that affiliated, you know, that's right. and that's fine. So it's it's one of those things where if somebody feels like they can really um, figure this out and really figure out the logistics of it and everything like that. Well, the infrastructure might be there and ready to go. You just have to to be ready to do a lot of work. It's not easy running a league. It really isn't. But uh, it could be fun as hell, and I'd like to see something like that happen for sure. I want my illegal supply cash gambling operations, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, reserve the domain? MWO bets or whatever? So I just found this new MWO site. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all this money that I won. Now I can uh, sell 70 packs for five hundred or 50,000 gold each because I've won that many. That's when we'll know we've made it. <laughs> that's, that's when you know we've made it to esports officially. 
Yeah, you have unboxing, unboxing uh, videos. Oh, I got this. Oh, I got that. That'd be fun. Anyway, question 10, last question of the night. Oh. Are you willing to sing us five royalty-free seconds of a song or sing an unlimited parody of a song for us? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, is that like I have to do like an unlimited parody or... As in, as in, you can sing as much of the song as you want. As, as long as it's legal. <laughs> yes, as long as it's legal. <laughs> well, oddly enough, every time that the other guy and I are in, our, in a cast and uh, the mic's muted and we're sitting there drumming our fingers on the keyboard, suddenly somebody inevitably, every single time, just sneaks it in and says, Would you like to buy a Mac pack? It doesn't have to be a Mac pack. And then I say, shut up! <laughs> Every damn time! Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, Aries, any follow-up questions? Um, nah, I got nothing, Cotton. We're going to wrap up. Bandit, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a lot Thoroughly of fun. Thoroughly enjoyable. All right. Well, thanks for joining the fun tonight, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, quips, criticisms, or quandaries, keep them to yourself. Just kidding. For now, if you have any uh, actual feedback, we'll use a post on Outreach HPG Reddit. And uh, gotta go fast! <laughs> <laughs>